You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Most of you are not working right now. So you have some downtime, maybe some time with the kids, maybe, you know, bringing them around, maybe doing some uh, some shopping, picking up bagels on a Saturday morning kind of thing, right? A little coffee, that kind of thing. And now we get to entertain ourselves together. I mean, what on what could be better than that? And not only that, but we this is a see, this just shows how really off in fact I am. This is a wonderful, yet for me, somewhat stressful time of the year. And you say, why why is it stressful? So Ben has a baseball game today. And and you, you're thinking to yourself, but they're not going to play. The Yankees probably are going to play. Well, apparently, they've moved this game from a field which is grass to a field which is turf with the intent to play. And they've moved the game from 4 p.m. to 5.45 p.m. with the intent to play. Well, 5.45 is right in the wheelhouse of that's awful for me because the Rangers start at 7 and the Mets start at 7. Now, Mets might get rained out again, but I'll tell you what, the Rangers aren't getting rained out. So I'll, because this is the kind of dad I am, I'm going to go to his game. And I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to his game. And as I'm at his game, watch the Rangers on my phone. But I'm going to be sitting out there in the rain. So it's a stressful time because there's so much going on. And I don't know if you felt like this at, at all. But with the week we had, with the Rangers going till midnight on Tuesday, which, I mean, literally almost kills me. I mean, going till midnight. Now I'm working on, you know, three and a half hours sleep, and that's only on a Tuesday into a Wednesday. And it's a loss. You got the Mets with this comeback. The Rangers now win game two. Like, Yankees continue to win, except that one game against Toronto. I mean, things are just really happening in New York sports. And your lack of sleep. And now you have to pay close attention, and now you're involving yourself in a a Mother's Day this weekend. Now, thankfully, no Rangers on Mother's Day, so the hockey gods did us a little bit of a favor there. But there is a lot going on, and we're going to get to a lot of it. But I actually felt like last night, and good for the Yankees, by the way. You know, because how many times have the Yankees not called the game? We'll, We'll take it right up to the first pitch. You'll park... You'll get into the stadium, it'll be raining, you'll eat, and then at like 6.35, no, they've called off this Yankees game. So I think this is the second time this year that they have really taken the bull by the horns and said, you know what? No, not even the rain delay music. There is no game, and they tell you early enough that you don't have to start your journey to Yankee Stadium. So good on the Yankees. But I, I don't know if you felt like this. I actually felt like... A sigh of relief last night. Like, okay, I don't have to worry about the Yankees. I don't have to worry about the Mets. I can just kind of take it very, very easy. Pay attention to the hockey. Pay attention to the NBA. But I don't have to be dialed in 100%. So you get a little respite last night. You get a night that you can kind of spend, you know, with the family or, or whatever you choose. And that's what we did. We, we spent some family time. We watched a, a show. I monitored what was going on in some of the games. And no Mets, no Yankees. Nice. I enjoyed it. Now, today I wouldn't love it. You might not get Mets or Yankees again. Yankees already rained out today, huh? Wow. Wow. Look, See, this is what we do here on the show. We are so fast-paced and so fast-moving. 
Yankees have just been, I mean, breaking. Ted Koppel's like, wow, Rothenberg, you got that quickly. Breaking, breaking, breaking. Yankees rained out today. Uh, they will make it up on Monday. Now, Ty, we typically don't bring you on in the first segment, but do we have a time for that game on Monday? Uh, Yankees rained out today, rescheduled to Monday at 1.05 p.m. Yankee Stadium. Okay. So, so doubleheader tomorrow, and, then uh, 105 on Monday. And I guess that was, an, that was supposed to be an off day, right, on Monday? Uh, correct. Okay. Then there you go, Yankees fans. So you get another day. So you, you have no excuse not to set up a gorgeous Mother's Day weekend for, for, your, for your mom, for your wife, for whoever. Why? Because you don't have no Yankees Friday, no Yankees Saturday. And then they play two tomorrow and one on Monday. So both teams... Rained out last night. Yankees, as we now know, rained out today. Uh, Mets will probably, I would think, follow suit. Now, the, the, they'll wait on the Mets for a while because Yankees were a 1 o'clock game today. Uh, Mets are supposed to play tonight at 7 o'clock. So they'll wait a while, but I would think there's a pretty good chance the Mets get banged as well uh, later today. So here's what I, I wanted to start. We'll get into a little bit of hockey. Obviously, it's a, it's a, a big deal, and tonight's a huge game and a game you can hear uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Or if you're out and about on the new ESPN New York app, which is just an absolute thing of beauty. And I, let me quickly tell you about that. All you do, you go to the app store, you download the, uh, you, you type in ESPN New York, you get the new app, you download it, you open it, and now you listen live. And anything that we have on the station is now on the app. Uh, I, I want to get into the Rangers. I want to get into a little bit of the NBA. But I, I want to start with the uh, the Mets. Now, I, I know what you guys are going to do because I'm getting the, why is it always Mets? Why is it not Yankees? Firstly, I, I think we spend a, I mean, a lot of time, a lot of time on the Yankees. But if you would like to call about the Yankees, I'm not going to stand in your way, call about the Yankees. But I would like to open up the show by discussing the Mets. And I said this, I think I said this two weeks ago. And now it's up to you. And and one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six phone lines are, are just there they're wide open for you on this Saturday morning. And that is this. Enough. Enough of the Mets always start out well in April and in May, and then it falls apart in June. Enough. Enough of I, I don't believe in the manager and it gives me reason for pause and I don't buy into what they're doing. Enough. Enough of you know what? they always make the wrong decision with the players and guys can't produce in the clutch and I don't have guys that are confident and capable. Enough. Enough, enough, enough. It's a new era of Mets baseball. And you saw, you've seen it how many times this year already? You've seen it three times this year already. What were they down? 2 nothing in a game against St. Louis with two outs? A game that, I mean, I, I had my finger on the off button of the remote control. And they rattle off, what, four or five runs there and win that game? That was a game that was over, and they snatched from the jaws of defeat. Then they have a, a, a five-pitcher no-hitter, which, again, I, I, some people love it. Some people craze second no-hitter all-time all in the organization history. I didn't ultimately didn't move the needle that much, much for me, but it was, a, it was a fun moment. And then you had, and this, to me, was nothing shy of unbelievable. Did you, I mean, statistically, right? And a lot of people, they, they just they fall in love with the stats of where we are with the numbers and the minutia and the stats. Statistically, percentage-wise, what the Mets' chances to win that game heading into the ninth inning against the Phillies was the other night, Thursday night. You know what it was? 
So I had such a great night. Rangers win. They always make you nervous. They always make you anxious. Rangers win 5-2 final. And you say 5-2. Why were you anxious? Because there's something about the Rangers. Like forever that I've been watching them, they always find a way to make it closer than it should be. And they led 3-1. Then it's 3-2. Then Pittsburgh has a golden opportunity. Then they hit the post. And finally, Panarin scores. Vitrano scores. And they kind of win that going away. But it was it was tenuous. Uh, for the first 53 minutes of the game, right? And then, uh, you know, because this is my t- typical routine, I'm watching the game downstairs, and right when the Rangers are done, I'm going to walk the dogs, go up, take a shower, and then bed. And I happen to flip on my phone and look and see where are we with the Mets. Well, the Mets were down 7 nothing, and then I saw that Mar- I actually saw the, the home run because we had two TVs going at the same time, and they cut it to 7-1. And I feel badly in some way because Alex says to me, all right, that's a run. And I said, Alex, stop. They're not winning this game. It's a loss. Chalk it up. Just just let it go and and live to see another day. Tomorrow's another day for the Mets. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, you need 11 years old. He's got this, like, you know youth youthful like exuberance and wisdom and he doesn't he doesn't really oh okay all right well we'll we'll chalk this one up as a loss so it's it's seven to one and he's got the flu so he's kind of like sleeping and up and sleeping and having something to drink and and sleeping and walking around the house so he's all over the place so it's seven one and then i see it's seven three but it's seven three in the ninth and i'm on my phone and i see First and second, one out, 7-3. No, maybe it was first and third, one out, 7-3. All right. You know what? I I can push back walking the dogs for five minutes. And then Canna comes up, and he hits one off the pitcher, and it trickles away, and he sprints down to first, and he makes it, run scores, first and second, 7-4. And I call up, Alex! Alex, come downstairs. And he comes, you know, waddling his way downstairs. And well, what's that? You know, his hair is a mess. He's been, in, well, what's going on? I said, it's it's seven four, and the tying run is actually coming to the plate. And I get the, I told you, I I told you this was going to happen. I, I said, yes, you're you're the you're the one person that thought that we're going to come back from down seven nothing. Happens to live in my house. Fine. So then, Dom Smith comes to the plate. And Dom Smith strikes out seemingly not once but twice on a blown call and then a swinging strike three. And now there's two outs. And, again, tying run at the plate. But you, they're not going to win the game. Odds are they're not going to win the game, right? I mean, very small chance. J.D. Davis comes up. He lines one to left, double into the corner. Cora very smartly holds, I think, McNeil at third because that run meant nothing. Now you're 7-5. Jankowski pinch runs for J.D. Davis, and all of a sudden you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I'm a hit away from a tie game, but I don't want to get my hopes up too much. I I don't want to. Line drive, up the middle, two-run score, 7-7. And now you're like, I you got to be kidding me. Next batter, I think first pitch, Marte into the gap. Nimmo comes around to score, 8-7. And now... I'm nervous because now I'm all invested. They've taken the lead, and I have flashbacks of years past. 
Edwin Diaz coming into the game, and dear God, what will happen now that Edwin Diaz is in the game? People, let yourself go. Edwin Diaz into the game. One out, two outs, three outs, Mets win. Uh, you could argue. You could argue the greatest win they've had in years. In years. Now, we had some fool called the morning show yesterday with Rick and I saying, was this as good as game six in 86? No, it was not as good as game six in 86. But that's as good a win as you can have in May, period, hands down, end of sentence. And that's where we are. And that's my long-winded way of telling you, get on board now. Because we're not getting to July and things collapse again. We're not going August 15th and all of a sudden you look and you say, oh my God, this manager stinks. The pitching staff is awful. We're not getting to August and making a decision based on saving a couple of bucks. No, it's a new era of Mets baseball. An era that says Robinson Cano owed almost $40 million. Is that the best thing for the team? It's not. You know what? We move on. That's where we are with the Mets. So get on board with them and get on board with this show. 1-800-919-3776. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear. I just, I can't let myself go. I'll let you know in August how I feel. Enough. Then you're missing out on the beginning stages of what has the chance to be greatness. Get on board with greatness. one 800 919 3776 Yankees maybe I was wrong maybe I was I don't say it often doesn't happen often maybe I was wrong I thought this team was going to scuffle I thought they'd struggle I felt like this could be a long similar season to last year that pitching from top to bottom in my mind is unequivocally the best in baseball you're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It really is unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, game one, and I stand by it, and I've talked to a lot of people. Rick says that is clearly a goal. Steve Valiquette, clearly a goal. I've heard Donnie say doesn't think it should have been a goal. League office comes down with their statement, shouldn't have been a goal. He, he it, It's simple to me. Firstly, they called it a goal, and I'm always of the mindset, if it's not blatant, like the call goes one way, if it's not blatant, you can't overturn it. So that's kind of my beginning stage idea there. And then secondly, he was pushed in. It's clear as day. You can see it. He was pushed in. But I'll tell you this, and we've seen it all year from this club. They are a resilient bunch, a very resilient bunch. Now, uh, Barclay Goodrow, it sounds like, I don't know if they've made this official, but I was reading something yesterday. He's playing with a broken ankle or try or, or played, played a full game with a broken ankle. Like, like only you have a guy on the Braves the other day, Travis Demerit. I don't know if you saw the story. We talked about it yesterday on the show who didn't play on Wednesday of this week with the Mets and the Braves because he was just having just, just general fatigue. Like he was a little, little worn down and you have Barclay Goodrow who's playing on a broken ankle. So you you figure it out. 1-800-919-3776. But they've been a resilient bunch all year. They answered the bell tremendously in game two. 
You're now on to the third string goalie with Pittsburgh. I, I, I'm, I'm not relaxed and calm when it comes to the Rangers, but I'm, I'm optimistic and confident when it comes to the Rangers. And 6.30 tonight, you can be optimistic and confident too and listen to the coverage right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, Ty, this is, this is your time to shine. It is my time. Our because time to shine. This is when I bring you in and you get to address the masses and you get to show your wisdom and your, your kindness and all the, the great attributes that you bring to the table on what it's fair to say is just a, a miserable weather Saturday morning. But oh, good morning to you. Good morning to you. It's awful outside, but I'm glad to be here today because as you alluded to at the top of the show, so much happening. You know, the, the, the baseball teams excelling, best record in the American League and, and National League, respectively. So uh, but the rain out is not going to rain on that parade. I, I'm excited about your Mets. I feel good about my Yankees. I, I feel like you went a little bit too far last segment, uh, this idea that you should be apologizing. Way too soon, my friend. Way too well, soon. Well, may, maybe, but I, I didn't I didn't think the Yankees were going to wind up doing this. I yeah, mean, they, but it's still it's 29 it's early, games but here, the here's season. the thing. Good, I mean, they have so much good pitching, and rarely does good pitching all of a sudden go in a slump. It's like they say speed doesn't go in a slump. Good pitching, that much good pitching doesn't go in a slump. Unless you're, you're starting pitching that's not really giving you tremendous length uh, starts to wear on the bullpen because you're going to wear that, you know, they're, they're throwing a lot of innings. So, yes. But we, they have we, so many of them. So many of them. Hard to see that it all goes wrong and it just falls apart. But what we've seen consistently since 2017 in the playoffs, because that's always the big picture for a Yankee fan. It's and not truthfully, the pit- Ty, all that matters. You could win 120 yes. games in the regular season. You could win 87 games in the regular season. It doesn't ultimately matter. Yes. The only thing that matters for the Yankees this year is what do they do in the playoffs. Well, because in 2018 and 2019, I saw them win 100 games respectively, get to the playoffs, and uh, combined win one round in those two years. So uh, my point is the pitching, yes, fantastic. What we know that what happens in October the offense begins to falter. So uh, let's let's not go too crazy demanding, you know, apo- should you apologize for all your Yankee takes well, when you're I'm criticizing an, I'm an the GM guy. and, and I'm the an honorable guy. No and apologizing. If, if, if my take turns out to be wrong, then I will apologize. If it turns out to be wrong, but it's too premature. Well, someone in the business once told me this. He's, he's, a, he's a seasoned professional. He's a seasoned star. Seasoned professional. He's, he a, says, he's a fraud, but go ahead. He says, well, one thing I don't understand is what people do. It's like why they change their take so quickly. Like if, let's just say you had, you know, Celtics in seven. Why would after game one they lose to the box? You're like, you know what? I was wrong. Why not wait until the series plays I heard that all over out? the place, though. Why not wait until the series played well, out to I, see if I you were wrong? I agree with you. And I, I didn't say I was wrong. I didn't say let me stand up on my soapbox and give you a big mea culpa. I'm just saying I, maybe I'm wrong with the Yankees. There may be an apology. See, I have a lot of takes. And I would say, and I think you'd agree, more often than not, they're right. But occasionally, <laughs> they're wrong. Well, I don't know why you're laughing. Well, I, well, here's why I'm laughing. Because the first take that comes to mind was, I don't know, the Giants are going to win the NFC East last year. How'd that work out for you, buddy? Well, but it didn't work out great. And again, and that's, that's one of the takes that's not, that's not accurate. But, you know what? I also said that the Nets would, would, would lose to the Boston Celtics. How did that take? Good Lord, you're good. A, lo- a, lo- a lot of people thought the Nets were going to go on this magical run. We get to the postseason. I said they will lose to the Celtics. Now, people, you're, well. you're out of your mind. That aged well. Yes, it did. 
All right. So for for every Yankees aren't very good, you get probably four to twenty seven takes that are are locked in and dead on. Yeah, I I agree. But eighteen and seven, I, I feel pretty good. But let's not go too far, Dave. I don't want to jinx this thing. Uh, it could fall apart quickly, and that's not what we want to see. Oh, but imagine I could jinx it. Um, imagine I that. had the powers to jinx this. But let thing. me ask you something. So yeah. if I gave you two options. One is the Yankees go from 18 and 7 to missing the playoffs. Oh, I'd love that. I'll take that. Or or uh they get to the World Series but they lose to the Mets in a heartbreak fashion like a la 2001 to the Diamondbacks. No, I'll take that one. You take that I'll, one. I'll take the second showcase. Absolutely. So you want I, the Yankees to do well because there's a chance. No, 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 no. You no, don't no. want to tempt fate. No. No, I don't I don't want no. I don't want them to do well. You you just gave me two options. One is they now collapse in the regular season, which would be glorious. Or secondly, they go on a run, roll through the American League, get to the World Series, and lose in heartbreaking fashion to the Mets. I don't think I'd be. That's able to Nirvana. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to survive that, man. Like that's that's a rough one. Like in two thousand, I was only seven. And your team had no oh, chance to terrible. win the series. Yeah, but yeah, but you guys were better. But ha- yeah, were I was better. gonna say like your team had no chance. But like, had it gone the like, if that happens again and it goes the other way, they, like the, the Mets awful. beat the Yankees. Although I, the Mets should have won Game One, and if they would have game won Game One, you never know. So let me ask you. Let me flip the script on you. Would Would you rather Yankees and and Jake? This is for you too, because I know you love the Yankees. Yankees wind up eighty. Four and seventy-eight, and miss out on the postseason, or win a hundred and six games, roll to the World Series, and in epic fashion lose to the Mets in Game Seven. I'd rather miss the playoffs. You'd uh, Jake? Yeah, I'd rather miss the playoffs. Well, because you, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't get out of bed. Well, not only that, if they miss the playoffs, then maybe they will do a complete overhaul See, of the roster this too. Is why I love Jake because I was going to say the same thing. He's amazing. Yeah, but if you win 106 games and go to the World Series and lose in Game 7, you clearly don't need an overhaul to the roster. I'll be honest, Dave. I know this sounds crazy, but there's going to be some Yankee fans that agree with me. If it wasn't the Mets, like if it was a random National League team, I would maybe So the Giants. So you lose just a heartbreaker to the the Dodgers. That's realistic. You lose an epic heartbreaker to the Dodgers. You, You would take that. Yeah, I think so. But if it's the Mets, you couldn't take that. Definitely not. Yeah, no, you can't, you <laughs> can't take not. losing to the Mets. And I'll be honest. I mean, we've seen both teams be great so far. And as Ty mentioned, it is still early. But the Yankees seem like they're kind of still home runner bust. And the offense, you know, we've seen they've been better for sure over the last week and a half. But I still want to see them play a little bit more small ball. And it's encouraging to see DJ LeMayu go back. And Rizzo is more of that contact hitter. But... We still see it still home runner bust. With that ninth inning comeback with the Mets, you saw singles and doubles and everything. So I don't know if the Yankees are even, the record might say they're the best team in New York, but I'm not sold that they are. Well, I think both these teams are, are very, very good at the moment. And I will say this, and I said it in the open and I'll repeat it now. And I mean, with this starting rotation and, and the bullpen that they have, the Yankees are, and that that's why I, I'm nervous about the Yankees, because that is... It's unbelievable. I mean, the, I don't. I have never seen a bullpen like this. Where 
I don't. Is there a guy that they can bring in that either of you look at? You're like, oh no, not not him. Sometimes Loisica. Uh, but come on, Loisica has traditionally been so good. Yeah, but it's been you know he he's not the pit, uh, right now. He's not the pitcher. Ironically, it might be Chapman. He, oh, Chapman. he has a zero ERA, but he makes you sweat it out every time. Oh, so so let let's just see. Let, let me break out my violin. The guy has a zero ERA, <laughs> but but occasionally makes you sweat no, it I, out. I think yeah. you're right. How, how awful for you <laughs> oh, stop that much. The, bull, the bullpen so has the, been I'm amazing. I'm sure the Phillies are holding like a GoFundMe for the Yankee fans Or the right Phillies, now. for sure, yeah. Dave, right? you got Met fans who don't want to get on board. Your team is 10 games over 500. Let's go! And you're the only – how about this? You're the only team in your division over 500. Everyone else is two games below or Let worse. it play! Let's go, baby! And you're kind of likable, which is which is crazy to me. Um, yeah, and I, and I love Buck Showalter. So everybody loves, yeah, everybody exactly. loves Buck so Showalter. Did, you, did you did you hear what Rick said about Buck Showalter this week? What did you Either say? Of you? you didn't save Di Pietro. No, this is not save Di Pietro. Oh. You, did, you, you did you not hear? Oh, oh, no, I didn't hear it. But maybe so we he, make, he makes this big. He goes, I said, Rick, we got to go to break. Hang on, hang on. Before we go to break, I'm looking at Buck Showalter, and I realize if they make a movie about this Mets team, you know who would have to play Buck Showalter? Him? No. Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) You you do realize that Philip Seymour Hoffman is is not with us anymore, right? No longer with us. Oh, oh, no, no. He goes, no, no, I, I know that. But I'm just saying, I said, you didn't know. You thought he was still with us. Yeah, I thought he was. Didn't he die like a decade ago? Yeah. Yeah, I think in 2014. See ya! See, Rick's, I mean, something's wrong with that guy. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. He had a moment. Nah, he has too many of those moments. I think there's... Hey, Buster, how you doing? It's Ricky Pietro calling. Yeah, uh, the he... audio has to be in there. It was it was wild. He, he's like, you know, and he makes this, 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 this like crescendo. You know when you're making a big point, you want everyone to wait. Oh, re- oh, really? He's like this crescendo it builds up to. And he's like, you know what? You know who would have to play him? Who would have to play him? Who, Rick? Philip Seymour Hoffman. And my response was, you do realize Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead, right? He goes, oh, no, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, if they were, and and then finally, I was like, no, no, you had no idea, did you? He's like, no, I I didn't know. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Ty, you haven't received any calls yet for Stump Rothenberg, right? Don't jinx right? it, Dave. Don't jinx it. We, it's we only it's only a matter of time. This is right about that sweet spot where someone will call and be like, yes, what's the capital of Wyoming? <laughs> right? <laughs> or, you know, back in 87, Reds Giants, who batted cleanup? Those are the worst. In game 71 But you of do a season. very nice job of limiting I, the awful questions. I try my best. You, you do know? a very, a very nice job. So your question is picking up momentum on social media, isn't it? It's it's actually a, your question that was created based on a question I asked you. So I can take some credit for it. Well, you know what? What's mine is yours. So he, here is the question. I'm offering you right now. Yankees win 111 games. They roll. They take on Seattle. In in, in no, it won't be Seattle. They they take on the White Sox in the DS and and dispose of them in four. Then they take on Toronto, and dispose of them in five, and they move on to the World Series. And in the World Series, is a a big bad New York Mets team, and that becomes too much for the Yankees, who lead the series three two. Oh no. But lose Game Six in really painful fashion, and Game Seven it, it looks like they're going to win. 
but it gets ripped away as Starling Marte leads off a big inning for the Mets in the ninth off Chapman. And the Mets come back from a 5-3 deficit to win <laughs> Game 7, 6-5. And both of Game 6 and 7 at Yankee Stadium, if if those were to have happened like, starting today. Uh, yeah, if you win 111 games, I have to figure that that's exactly what happens. <laughs> now hear me out on this, guys. Now hang on a second now, Jake. Okay. <laughs> so that's scenario one. You take that, or do you take 84 wins, mediocre baseball at best for the rest of the season and it just it just you know pathetically ends in in quiet benign fashion so 84 wins that means that the pace that you're going at right from starting you today, crumble you're playing sub 500 ball you the are rest of the four season. games under 500 yes. the rest of the way correct versus you know breezing through the rest of the season getting past not just the White Sox, but the division rival, the Blue Jays, who everyone wants to believe that, you know, why play the season? They're the champions. You beat them in five games. Have your the, way with them. Have you have your way with them. You go north of the border and you're 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 dancing on there. Dancing on their grace. Then you get yes. to the World Series. You're up three two. You are twenty seven outs away from your first. Even title. closer. In my scenario, you're only four outs away because in game six you have the lead in the eighth inning and that and that slips away. So you're four outs away from four your outs first away. title in thirteen whole yes. years. Right. I have a child that has never now he doesn't like the Yankees, but doesn't know what it's like to live in a world where the Yankees have won a World Series. Yeah, remember back when they used to do that stuff? Um, yeah, man, that's tough. I, I've got to go with option option B or two, which is eighty four wins. Eighty four wins. Eighty four wins. Sign me up. Eighty four wins. Dave, can I say something? Eighty four wins. Can I say something, Dave? Yeah, of course. Well, obviously, if you're a Mets fan and the Mets lose in that situation, it would stink. And if you're a Yankees fan and you lose in that situation, it would stink. But we can all agree that the pressure would probably be all on the Yankees. No. No. Like, if the Mets Why? lose, then it's kind of that little brother syndrome that no, there's been. No, no. If the Mets go to the World Series and they are fully healthy, no. I don't I don't think that all the pressure— In 2000, all the pressure was on the Yankees because they, they were the Yankees, and they had, they had won numerous times before that, and they were on a monster run, and they're the Yankees. But I don't—if I, the Mets continue this and you bring back DeGrom and he's healthy, and, then go, and, and you got to figure they're going to improve the team at the deadline— I'm going to go DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, and then I'm going to have a bullpen, which will be better in that lineup, and Buck Showalter, and the Mets, and you spared no expense. No, I don't think the Yankees would be the prohibitive. I was just going to say, all. like, if the Yankees lose to the Mets, then you're never going to hear the end of it. Like, oh, the Mets beat the Yankees, but if it's the other way around, then it's like, oh, it was supposed to happen. The Yankees are the best team ever. I, I know things have changed over the last 13 years. and it, you, like, couldn't, you couldn't stomach this. This would make you physically ill. Oh, my God. I wouldn't leave the house for a month. Or or I'll offer you another option. A bonus option. Another option. I like a good old bonus option. The Yankees beat the Mets in that game seven. There is no gagging collapse. They beat the Mets in that game seven. But you never see a title again. No, I'm not doing that. But the next one year that you work at 98.7 ESPN – you don't get paid. <laughs> oh, you do it. You do it for free. You basically intern at the station 
for 365 days the am day I, am after. I sick? Am I sick for thinking I would do it? You, you would do it, wouldn't you? I probably would, to be honest. But don't give the program director any ideas over here. Well, that's what I'm here for, just to make it you know, easy for everyone. So you would do it. You would work one full year for the Mets to lose to the Yankees in a heartbreaking fashion in the World Series. I wouldn't do it. I don't know, man. Money's too important to me, man. That's a great question. Like, what would you give up for for your favorite team to win a, a championship? But it's not I, just your favorite team. It's I'd the, give it, up a foot. F- right, so you what say would you that, Dave, but Mets? you really wouldn't give up a foot. No, what would I you wouldn't. give up for the Mets to beat the Yankees in the World Series? Well, give me something like realistic, realistically. All right, so take the same take the same scenario that you just offered us. You, no, you now I, I, work I, I, for I, a year. I, I have children unpaid. to feed. I can't. I can't not. Get I gotta paid. go. One. I gotta go. One, Dave. Yeah. For the Mets to beat the Yankees in Game Seven. But you can't watch Giants football no, no. for the next year, just one nope, year. Nope. You would what give just, just one year. Just, no, no. That's I, I, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't for nope. a Mets championship. No. The Giants aren't even going to be that good next year. I I wouldn't I listen to you're me. crazy. Listen, I would not do it. I, I, you should have gone back the last five years and not watched. Giants <laughs> yeah, football. I wish. Can you take me back and let me not watch? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even think about. Not How about doing the reverse? It. If the Giants go out and win the Super Bowl this year, but you can't watch uh, the Mets the, the ensuing season, I would do that. Oh, that you're I such do. a fraud. I'm not a fraud. I'm an honest you're, guy. You're not a Met fan. You I, I, I love the Mets. You can go an entire season without watching. Like them. someone I can update you. You'd on go. You go a full year without pay. Not me. That's Jake. I because well, Jake's a true fan. I'm not forfeiting. You're my not. Money. You're all about money. Yeah, you have to listen. remember. Ty said he wouldn't even sit in the cold for a Jets playoff game. Yeah, you're so. a big. Yeah, that's right. Remember that doing, was pathetic. I'm not doing that. I can watch Did, it at home. You you said so. If I got you AFC Championship game tickets against the Patriots, and it was. Minus two degrees and the wind chill was minus twelve. I'm you good. wouldn't go to the game. I'm good, fam. You I'm, are I'm, grotesque. I'm good. On, on, honestly, wait. Why can't I watch that game in, in my living room you, with you my can. big screen TV? I've so got I'm going to give you. I can give you, you AFC know, championship angles. game at home, right in front of your eyes. You'll be there with the fanaticism of the crowd, and you need to be. Tidy in your little little jammies, watching the game in front of a fire. Now, if you tell me we could be in a suite and we're hanging out together, oh, you re- you really you're such but a around other other like, people who are just inebriated out of their minds. You know what you can do though. I'm good. You know what you can do. You all of this you can listen to on the new ESPN New York app. So if the Je- when the Jets are in the AFC Championship game and Ty is at home and and Jake is there because Jake. Actually enjoys going to a game. Jake you can listen Giants to the game. Will be there in the cold. Yep. You can listen to the game on the new app. So you want to hear this? All new ESPN New York app. Get all your favorite ninety-eight-seven radio shows and play-by-play streaming live. Catch up on what you might have missed with the daily recap podcast from my show, DiPietro and Rothenberg, the Michael K Show, Greeny, ENN, and so much more. Plus streaming exclusives like Game Misconduct, Caught Offside. Flight Deck and Breaking Big Blue. It's the all new ESPN New York app available now on the App Store and Google Play. Your city, your teams, your ESPN New York app. Have you guys taken what I gave you last week? The producer show and brought that to management? No, but people are tweeting about it. 
but unless you actually bring it to someone and say, we would like to do this. But we discussed this, Dave. We, we need someone to intervene on our behalf, someone with authority, someone with power, uh, one of the voices of the station. Maybe, so you want Michael K to get involved? <laughs> maybe a Is guy you're who's the host of a morning drive here at ESPN New York. I don't know. Could fight for us on our behalf. I think oh, it would be yeah. a fantastic idea. But I can't we, fight for me. I'm going to fight for you. We need some arms. Some, I'll, some I'll, I'll get Michael or Rick on the on the job. Rick can't even handle opening the show every Thursday. He he does he can't even understand obituaries, and, and we want him, you know, fighting for us to to get podcasts and radio shows on the new app. I'm good. I th- I think you you'd be the perfect person to I'll, come I'll in. Ricky DP, yeah. the produce. Come on, can't you see that? Like that that little widget on the on the new app, the producers, and then it has every. I mean, think of think of the talented producers we have that would be great on air. The two of you. We got Anthony Pusick on the K Show. We got Gunling on the K Show. We got RJ on my show, right? We got Ray Santiago on my show. It'd be There's a blast. so many. It would be a blast. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump. Dave Rothenberg. Well, you can try. I don't know the success that you will or won't have. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Slowman's. Uh, Ty, my good buddy, where are we record-wise so far this season as we hit month five month on Stump Rothenberg? five of Stump Rothenberg. Month Here five. is where we stand today. We are 185 oh my. and 32. So if we went insane today, we could maybe hit two hundred. Hit two hundred. If like if a, we it would just take went a fifteen nuts. and zero. Yeah, if we just went nuts. Nuts. We would get fifteen and zero. Uh, Jake, you you typically say that you have gorgeous questions. Are you? You typically say I have gorgeous questions. Well, last week you were ranting and raving about the beauty of the question. You Once had. again, you, you and Ty were ranting and raving. I, I didn't know. How well, can I say it? Well, who told I, you? I said that because that's what you guys told me. Who, who's you guys? Myself you or Ty? You I did not. You're, okay. uh, all right. Do, you know what? Listen. Do you have I usually have good questions. Today? Yes, I have a good question today. Uh, okay, that's all I'm trying to figure out. Oh, my, my God. Oh, my God. Can we, what, what's happening here? Sensitive for this you. This is a mess. It really is. All right, let's, General Hospital trivia. You know what? No today. question today. You know what? Don't be me. I know. You're right. I'm just kidding. General That's Hospital. what I do. I wouldn't miss Dumb Rothenberg for anything. <laughs> Pick up my ball and go home. Be better than that. I'll be um, honest. You know what? If we're being fully honest, yeah. usually late on Friday night while people are out partying and, you know, going you're out studying? to the clubs. I'm not studying, but I'm you're like, what's a questions? good Stump Rothenberg question? <laughs> that's where my life is at right now, people. That's a, that's a good life you got going on there. You should be thrilled with that. All right. Here we go. Right from the bottom to the top, guys, John in L.A. John, lead us off. You're on Stump Rothenberg. How's it going, Dave? What's up, John? Good I love that you wake up early on Saturday morning out in L.A. to uh, participate. <laughs> well, I'm a driver. I'm a truck driver. So, I mean, I love your show, so uh, I got to do it. Here it goes, Dave. <clears throat> Jake, take some notes. <clears throat> All right, so who was the, <clears throat> who is the last player still playing? Right now, from the 2009 uh, World Series Championship, that is still active right now in a roster. So it's from the Yankees? 
Yes, sir. From the Yankees, yeah. From the 2009 Yankees. Well, it's not CC Sabathia. It's not Mark Teixeira. Uh, it's not Posada. Uh, Cano. Is there, is there only one? Only one, sir. Now, are we considering Cano to be active or not? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, that's your final answer, but well, you have to. T- I mean, he was just released, but but he hasn't retired, okay, so, so you uh, you you have to help so me a little bit there. Question. Okay, so my question is: in a roster, still playing, like so, he's playing, on a then yeah, it's got then it's got to be David Robertson, and that and then that so, will be my final answer. Well, Dave, I went even on you this weekend. See you next week, Dave. You got it. And there you go. You don't think me asking to clarify that was... No, that- I, because I had the same thought uh, when he posed the question to me. I said Robinson Cano technically is active. He's well, he's st- he hasn't retired. Yeah, he's active. I don't know that retired. Brett Gardner's retired yet either. Yeah, but I, I guess he meant someone on a team. Did you get the uh, the David Robertson answer? I did not. Yeah, you did not. You no, did I not. didn't. But uh, you know who did? You did. I did. That's one to know. Let's go to Luke <laughs> in Connecticut. Luke, my man, you're on Stump Rothenberg. How's it going, Dave? It's going great. All right. Uh, not my wheelhouse, but I'll throw it out there. President question. All right. Who's the only president with a PhD? Well, it's not Kennedy. Could it be Biden? Clinton? I don't think. I think it might be Woodrow Wilson. But I'm not sure. Because I know he. He went to Johns Hopkins, I believe, and I think got a PhD, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it is something funny, but I will not say that. Um, it's not Truman. It's not Eisenhower. I don't even think could you could you get a PhD? Like, there's got to be a, a time where you couldn't even get a PhD. I think I've heard, but I'd say I'm 75 percent confident. I'm going to go Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, you hit on the 75, buddy. There you go. How about that? 2-0. This is some start for you. This is some start. Let's go to Cullum in the Bronx. Cullum, my friend, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, Dave? My question is geographical. Uh, Can you name, starting from south to north, name the bridges that connect to Manhattan over the East River? Just give me the first five. All right. So the north one, you want from south to north? Starting from south. Starting from south to north. All right. So you got, well, hang on. So the, the Brooklyn, I don't think Brooklyn is the... No, so I so Brooklyn Bridge. This is not north. I'm just naming what they are. So it's 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 the the Triborough, it's the the Queensboro, Williamsburg, Manhattan, and Brooklyn. Those those I believe are the five. Now I got to think of the order. Now now I know it's not the Triborough. And I know it's not the 59th Street Bridge. So. The Brooklyn Bridge is south of the Manhattan Bridge, I believe. 
So there's five? Well, there's plenty more than five that connect to Manhattan, but just give me the the, the bottom five starting the, from South Oh, the bottom five. All right. So... Th- This is a tough question. Um, and I'm sure for some people they're listening and, the, and this is easy peasy. Now the 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 Verrazano is is not is not the East Doesn't River. connect to Manhattan. Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna st- oh God. I'm gonna go Brooklyn. Manhattan, Williamsburg, Queensboro. Are you including anything from Roosevelt Island? No. Triborough. And I don't know if I'm right, but that's my guess. Well, it's considered the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge, but Triborough is correct, and you got them all five. Yes! You see what I do? How good was that, Ty? Well, I mean, that was awesome, man. How good was that? That was great. That's the wow. best. That might be up there with the best you've ever been. That was, I mean, it was well thought out. I worked through it. Oh, that was gorgeous. All right. You could, you could hear the cogitation unfolding. I don't know what that word means, but I uh, yes, I think you could. Last week for 3 0, baby. Uh, Elijah in Flushing. Elijah, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how's it going? All right, my question is, yeah. which movie won the first Best Animated Feature Oscar? Um, so I'm thinking Shrek, but is it that recent? I don't. I don't think it's like Snow White. I don't think. I don't think they had that award back then. I think this is a newer award. Snow White, but I don't think it was Pinocchio. See, I think Pinocchio won an Oscar, but you want the specific animated feature Oscar, right? Correct. I don't think. Could be Little Mermaid too. Oh God, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm very uncertain. I think I've named it, but I don't know which one it is that I've named. And I'm gonna go with Shrek. Final answer. Little confidence. Very good, man. Very good. You got it right. Yes. It's happening today, Ty. It. uh, You can feel it is happening today. Chris. Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Um, I highly recommend walking over the Brooklyn Bridge. It's a great walk. I've done it. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. It is. Absolutely. All right. So, Dave, today, I don't know if you mentioned it, but today is, you know, the Kentucky Derby. It is. First Saturday of May. That's right. So, in honor of that, I have a triple crown question for you. Only one time. There's been 13 triple crown winners. Right. Only one was a father-son combination. Can you tell me the father-son combination? That won the Triple Crown. Right. 
Um. Omaha is one. So this is considered a sire, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, I think it's it's. It, I've I've heard this before. Is it Gallant and Omaha? Uh, well, all right. I'll give it to you. It's Gallon Fox sired Omaha. Very good, David. Oh. I don't know that I should be given that because I thought it was Gallant. I didn't know Gallant Fox or Gallant Fox or whatever. But that's that's way back. You know, I could actually name you all thirteen Triple Crown winners in order, Ty. Let's let's hear it, Sir Barton. A Gallant, I guess Gallant Fox, Omaha, War Admiral, Whirl Away, Count Fleet, Assault, Citation, Secretariat, Seattle Slough, Affirmed, American Pharaoh, and Justify. Wow. Yeah, I memorized that a couple years back. What, what made you do that? I figured I should know it. Okay. Yeah, I figured it's just something, it's something that would be good to know. Has that gotten you anything in life? <laughs> Uh, this is the first moment that has done anything. <laughs> well, I'm glad it came up clutch here. But it, but, but it was big right now. So you think that if you were, like, single right now, you went on a date and, like, spouted that knowledge if, to... If she's like, listen, baby, you know what turns me on? What, what sweetheart? Triple crown winners. Oh, yeah? Good Lord, you're good. <laughs> well, watch, watch this. Sir Barton. <laughs> Gallant. Omaha. By, by, the time, by the time I, I got to justify, she, she'd be asking for the check. I was, th- I was gonna. Say, I thought she was gonna say she'd be asking for something else. No, no, no. Keep it. Keep like it that kind of party. Uh, let's go. How you about take you do one this? more? Or you want to break? No, we should break. But when you do this, the yeah. next time you play a game like an icebreaker game, and, and they're like, "Tell me something interesting about yourself," use that. I can name all thirteen triple crown winners in a row. And then we're admiral, and whirl away, count fleet. But here's the thing. I, I don't know that I could name you just say, like, out of order. It has to be, like, I studied them in order. <laughs> it has to be in order. So if you said who won it in, in, like, whatever year, I don't know that I could answer that, but I can give them to you in order. So I, if I, someone I, said who was the sixth winner, you have to go one, two, I, three, I'd have four, to go, five. Sir six. Barton is one, Gallant is two, Omaha is three, War Admiral is four, World Away is five, and Count Fleet, would, then it would be Count Fleet. But, I, but if you just said you can only say... Who was the sixth winner? I probably couldn't do that. Dave, I, I, I mean that. this in, like, the nicest way possible. You are one of a kind. One. I always tell my wife, I say, I'm one in a million. She goes, no, no, no. No, no. You are not. There are, there are not one of you every million. I get that. I like that because I I, I feel the same way. About, like, I'm really good with, like, NBA MVPs, like, post-1980. Like, you, if you ask me for a random year, it's going to be tough, but I could, like, do it. But you could order. rattle them off in order. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the way my mind works, which is obviously very strange. Where are we, 5-0? and oh? We are 5-0, and oh, man. All right. And we return here on a Saturday morning, part two of Stump Rothenberg. Ty, tell the people where we are we after round one. Are five and zero, oh, my friend. And I've unblemished, done a beautiful job, right? It's a perfect game at this point. Uh, I guess during the commercial, Jake and I aren't allowed to speak to you. We're not what, allowed what to mean? talk to you. Oh, you can, and nor can you make mention of what's happening. <laughs> I just made mention of it. Well, so, so you're trying to jinx me. Bad That's job by me. Uh, G in Somers. G, you're on. Stump Rothenberg. Good morning. I think I'm hoping I can bring you back down to earth with this one. All right. Who has broken up the most complete games with a home run? Oh, my God. Not complete games. Perfect games. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry about that. But it's got to be with a a home run? A home run has broken up 
the perfect game? Who has done that the most times? Um. I don't know. Uh, it's probably going to be recent. Uh, I I, re I really have absolutely no idea. Um, I will say Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh, it's a good guess, but Ricky Henderson. Oh, right. I mean, it was a. If I would have gotten that right, I I should go play the lotto because it would have been pure guesswork. Uh five and one. So he, he stays on for round two. So you mentioned the perfect game, and then away it goes. Uh, Jay and Merrick. Jay, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello. Um, who is the first woman to be voted into both the country music and rock and roll halls of fame? Country music and rock and roll. Dolly Parton? Pat Benatar? Country music and rock and roll. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Dolly Parton. Answer is thinking Dolly Parton. But maybe she said she didn't want to go into the Rock and Roll of Fame. Oof. Um. Music and I feel like I should know this. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. Uh, is it? I don't know. Is it Brenda Lee? No. I'm gonna go Dolly Parton. Incorrect. It's Brenda Lee. Oh come on! Are you kidding me? Oh my god, that's brutal. Oh. Oh man, you fumbled the bag. You had five, it. Five. You know what? I feel I, I feel like I'm doing well today. You are, but that's that's a rough one, man. Well, when you when you when you guess, but I didn't I didn't think it was Brenda Lee. I but not all incorrect answers are are treated equally. Like that's rough. That's um, hard to recover. Will and Pearl River. Will, you're on Stump Rothenberg. All right, Dave. Uh, what's the who's the last pitcher to go four for four in a baseball game? Hitting four for four. Yes. <sighs> My God. Um, I have no idea what this one either. Um, four for four. That's a. CC Sabathia, Bumgarner. I mean, these are the good hitters. Um, four hits in a game for a pitcher. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to waste any time, I, and I don't know it. I'm gonna say Madison Bumgarner. Uh, no, unfortunately, that was a good guess, but it's, uh, it was Dan Harron, uh, 2003 or the 2004 Diamondbacks. He went four for four for the for them. Wow. All right. 
Mm-hmm. So there you have it. So round two has been quite the struggle here. And we're, we're sitting here at five and three. Five and three. Jake, what do you got? So I don't really believe in the curse, but since Ty did mention it, it has been 0 for 3, just saying. It, oh, it really has. And I don't think I've ever seen a Stump Rothenberg where the whole segment is like the complete opposite of going. But I, we'll see what happens here. I'm going with a baseball question as well. Okay. Somewhat relevant to what happened to your New York Mets the other night. We discussed a lot today the big comeback win the other night versus the Phillies. They were down 7 and came out victorious. Only a few teams have come back from a bigger deficit. What is the number of runs in the biggest comeback in Major League Baseball history? So at any point trailing by this amount of runs. Correct. And it's happened three times. Eleven. Final answer? No. Um, I don't know. I thought eleven, but now I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's twelve. Because I think the, there was a game. I think the Mariners came back to win a game by down. They were either down 11 or 12. And I thought 11, but now I'm thinking 12, and I'm not sure. But I, I feel confident it's one of those two. And now I have to figure out which one it is. But I don't really know. 11 was my first guess. But... Now, is this regular season? This is regular season, but the regular season comeback is also just, in general, the biggest comeback. I will say this. The biggest postseason comeback was eight runs. I'm going to say... I feel confidence 11 or 12. I'm torn between the two. I thought it was 11. Now I'm thinking 12, and I don't know what to do. I will say 12, and it's probably 11. Dave, yeah. the correct answer is the biggest regular season and the biggest comeback in Major League Baseball history is 12 runs. Yes! And you actually nailed the right game. It was the Seattle Mariners in 2001. They trailed 14-2 to and came back. And they won in extras, right? <laughs> this is actually amazing. As amazing as the Mets win was the other night, Cleveland rallied with three runs in the bottom of the seventh, four in the eighth, and then five in the ninth with two outs really is. That's actually one of the most probably amazing regular season games. You're burying the lead here, though. We're burying the lead, which Dave Rothenberg got the question right. And that's six six and three. All right, let's go to uh, round two and then the five-pack. G in Somers. G, a chance to do what no one has ever done before. Skill position player in the NFL or NBA player, preferably 80s or 90s. G, the floor is yours. NBA player, 80s and 90s. Go ahead. And that's the end of him. Did he think I was going to ask him the question, Ty? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Was he just... still, I, I'll take uh, NBA player, 80s and 90s. <laughs> Let's All just right. pretend it didn't happen. Uh, Will and Pearl River. Have at it, Will. All right, Dave. This, this, he only played a couple years in the NBA in the 90s. His name was Tommy Garrick. Tommy Garrick. Tommy Garrick. Yeah, that's a tough one. Did he play with the Clippers? See, I, I think I think he went to Rhode Island. 
Because I, I, I think he played maybe for Tom Penders at Rhode Island, but I'm not sure if that's if we're thinking about the same guy. And I think he was all around the league. It might be the other Tom Garrick. No, but I... It could be someone I, that I don't know existed. Uh, I'm going to say Rhode Island point guard, I believe. Dave, that is correct, man. That's a good That's a good pull, buddy. That's a good that's job out of you. Dude. I didn't think you were going to get that one, man. Good job. That brings my record to two and three versus you. I'm All right, there we have it. All right. Wow, this is a this is a you know what I feel like Louis Domingue, where I've had uh, <laughs> spicy pork and uh, and broccoli. This is a lot for me today. All right, where are we? We seven and three. We're seven and three. So my favorite part is when we have callers actually like spout their record against you. Like it's amazing. And he's impressed that he's two and three. <laughs> he's impressed. Like, Dave, he's the great called. news now. I'm two and three. I'm All still right. losing, but I, I'm still in the game. I'm are losing, but I'm winning. All right, what do you got? Uh, let's go. He's a big fan of the show, man. A, a huge fan. His name is uh, Tom Garrick. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Pat Connaughton. Notre Dame. There we go, buddy. Uh, pretty easy, but why not? Clay Thompson. Washington State. There we go. Uh, Gary Payton the second. Oregon State. Are you sure? Is it not? Could have sworn he went to, to Oregon State. But now you have me questioning everything. Yeah, he, he went to Oregon State. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, okay. to make you sweat a little bit. All right, let's go with Brandon Clark. This is a nice one because you, you think that I won't know Brandon Clark, right? <laughs> you think this, this is uh, out of my wheelhouse? He, he went to what is considered maybe the preeminent team in college basketball right now, Gonzaga. Yeah, Gonzaga, preeminent team that keeps falling on their faces. You know, it's not great. All they do in the playoffs is fall all on their faces. All right, let's one more. One more. How about we go with Max Struess? DePaul. Wow, that was pretty easy by you. You're a seasoned professional. They go up against uh, DePaul twice a year and typically (laughs) lose those games. So there you have it. What did we finish at? We're 12 and 3. It's not a bad bad, uh, outing, is it? Overall, we're 197. Oh, and 35 right there. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg show podcast on ESPN, New York.com.